Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome in to Duval Daily. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. This is your daily dose of Jacksonville Jaguars news and analysis presented by Generation Jaguar. Today, we've got another predictive seven-round Jaguars mock draft. We are just 13 days away from the 2022 NFL draft. The Jaguars hold that top pick in the draft. It's going to be an exciting couple weeks here, less than a couple weeks until Thursday, April 28th, when the draft kicks off with the first round live from Las Vegas, 8 p.m. on the 28th. So... It's going to be hot and heavy with draft coverage here uh, from Generation Jaguar on Duval Daily, on the Gen Jag podcast, and of course, you know, just around the Twitter sphere and the internet, it's just going to be a whirlwind couple weeks here. But like I said, today we've got another predictive seven-round Jaguars mock draft. Uh, That means I'm predicting what the Jaguars will do not providing what I would do. I will do another what I would do mock draft at some point prior to the draft. But we're closing in on a time where you're starting to get more information about the pre-draft visits. You're starting to hear more leaks coming out. Is it real? Is it a smokescreen? That is up to people like myself uh, to decipher. And this draft, this mock draft that I'm providing here today will kind of give y'all an insight into what I'm thinking is real, what's not real, why, all that good stuff. Of course, the Jaguars have 12 draft picks in the upcoming draft. It's going to be impossible to predict even probably 25% of those correctly. But we're going to do our best uh, here today. You can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag on Twitter. And if you enjoy the content, please go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube at Gen Jag. We're really trying to grow the channel there. And of course, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, go ahead and leave us a review there too. Without further ado, 
let's go ahead and get into this predictive mock draft. Gonna share my screen with you guys. All right, let's get it rolling. I do not predict the Jaguars will get a quality offer for the number one overall pick, even though, as many have reported, including Albert Breer from MMQV uh, today, talking about how Trent Baalke really would like to move out of the number one spot. He also said it seems like Baalke might take Aiden Hutchinson just for the sake of not being ridiculed, which like if you're worried about the outside perception that much, that's not good. You don't want to draft scared. You want to draft with conviction. Who knows if that report is true or not? I'm sure there are some legs to it. But uh, every sign that has happened so far this offseason has pointed to the Jaguars taking a pass rusher with the top overall pick. Um, a lot of the guys in the top 10, consensus top 10, these prospects are pass rushers when you look at Aiden Hutchinson. Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, even Jermaine Johnson. David Ojabo was up there for a while prior to getting that uh, really unfortunate Achilles at his pro day. But yeah, um, this is an easy pick right now for me. I think it's Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think I'm going to come off that and some, uh, unless some you know, just wild and, and new information comes out. Hutchinson is safe, which I think the Jaguars value right now. I think the Jaguars really value culture and personality and trying to get the right people, not just the right players. Doug Peterson's talked about that a lot so far in his brief time as the Jaguars head coach. So when you look at that, when you look at what Aiden Hutchinson can do for a defense in terms of setting the edge against the run, closing in on those uh, weak side runs, kind of chasing from behind, um, threatening the edge with speed, using his hands to create all sorts of problems for offensive linemen. Uh, he's got great power, a great bull rush, an arsenal of pass rush moves, can beat you inside, can beat you around the edge. Not bendy, not overly bendy, not long, but he's got everything else you could ask for in my mind, from a pass rush prospect, from an edge prospect. He knows how to win against the run and against the pass. He's going to be a tone setter. He is an incredible leader, an incredible presence on the field. One of the big reasons Michigan made it as far as they did this year, if you ask me, maybe the biggest reason. Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to be the first pick overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars if I had to predict today. I doubt that that's going to change. Now, I would take Evan Neal here. I think he's the best player in the draft. If I was going to take a pass rusher, I would take Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's the best pure edge rusher in the class. I think he has loads of potential in terms of um, being able to play a lot of different roles for your team. Of course, you're going to want him rushing the passer more often than not. But he, in my opinion, will install or instill the most fear into opponents' hearts as a pass rusher at the next level. Incredible burst. Uh, incredible speed. 
tenacious, violent when he gets to the quarterback. Has all the measurables you're looking for. Trayvon Walker has been the hot name lately. A lot of people predicting Trayvon Walker to go number one overall. I think that's smoke. I don't think that the interest in Trayvon Walker from the Jaguars is smoke. I do think Trent Baalke likes Trayvon Walker. He likes that length, that athleticism, the ability to defend the run, and the potential to develop into a pass rusher. But when you talk about what the Jaguars need, what they perceive they need, which is culture fit, which is guys that can come in and make an immediate impact. Doug Peterson has talked about that. I think Aiden Hutchinson fits the bill. I think that's what they're going to do. Malik Willis to the Panthers. First quarterback off the board there. Jermaine Johnson to Baltimore. That would be really fun. I think they could really develop him well. I keep seeing these different defenders go to Baltimore, and I'm just like, oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Now, um, getting to 33, the Jaguars' second pick. I don't think they're going to trade up from 33 to land a wide receiver like everybody wants. Just doesn't seem super practical. I don't think they perceive wide receiver as big of a need as some people, including myself, do. And, and I can understand their viewpoint on that. You have Christian Kirk, who you like as a starter. Prior to what happened last season, Marvin Jones was viewed as everybody in the NFL as a starter. I mean, he was a good football player. He had some really bright moments last year. They went and signed Zay Jones. They like him as a starter. They like uh, LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew, Laquan Treadwell. I think the Jaguars do need another big-time receiving threat, whether that be at tight end or preferably like an X receiver type. I think they will draft a receiver. I don't think it's going to be to trade up for one in the first round or to take one at 33. Unless you've got like a Traylon Burks that falls, a Jahan Dotson, someone like that. I don't think the Jaguars are really going to push for one at 33. The one that wouldn't surprise me if they go ahead and take him is George Pickens. Christian Watson wouldn't shock me either if he's available on the board. Both of those guys are big. They're both athletic. Um, they have different questions of their own to answer, which I've talked about ad nauseum here. So we're not going to get into that too much. But I wouldn't be surprised if either of those guys come off the board for the Jaguars at 33, but it's not what I would predict think they're going to see more value in some other players, some other prospects when we get to 33. And of course, we're running this on the Draft Network's mock draft machine. So I'm not having to predict what all the other teams are doing. Uh, Lewis Seen came off the board at 31 to the Bengals. He's a guy who I think the Jaguars would probably love to add to that defense. Excuse me while I plug my computer in real quick. Getting a little low on health. Got to get that juice. All right. Back to the mock draft here. So Devin Lloyd has fallen out of the first round. I have him as a top 10 prospect. I think he does everything really well as a linebacker. Great instincts and coverage. Great length. Really good run defender. Um, can 
legitimately line up as an edge and rush the passer better than some of the pass rushers in this class. But uh, the athletic athleticism isn't elite. He is an older prospect, so I could see that scaring the Jaguars off. Um, I don't think it should. Kenyon Green, I just can't believe these two guys keep falling out of the first round. Crazy to me. Kenyon Green is the offensive guard slash tackle from Texas A&M. I think he fits best at guard, but I do think he could play tackle for you in a pinch. But I think you bring him in at 33. He's immediately going to start for you at left guard. Uh, Then that gives you Kenyon Green and Brandon Scherf at guard for, for you there. And it gives you Kenyon Green and Cam Robinson on the left side, which you feel pretty good about. Uh, Green shows independent hand usage. He shows uh, footwork. He shows length. He's got length in spades, more than enough for the inside, enough really to play outside at tackle. Uh, I just think he's smooth. He's polished. He's ready to go. And he can play left guard, right guard, or right tackle for you. He even played left tackle at Texas A&M. Like, I, I don't think the Jaguars would bring Kenyon Green in to compete at right tackle because you've got Walker Little and Jawan Taylor. But if they did let him compete at right tackle, I think he'd beat out Jawan Taylor in year one. I really do. There's a bunch of guys on this list here that I think the Jaguars would fancy. Quay Walker might, might be at the top of that heap. Six foot four, 240 pounds, long arms, incredibly athletic. Um, Doug Kyed of PFF linked him to the Jaguars at 33, said if he falls out of the first round, watch out for the Jaguars at 33. Having taken an edge, I don't think Boye Mafe or David Ojabo really fits in, into what the Jaguars would be looking for here. And again, right now, my job is to predict what the Jaguars are going to do, not what I would do. I think they like Christian Harris a lot. Um, I think they should like Nicobe Dean a lot, but I, I, I would be surprised if Quay Walker is not higher on their board than Nicobe Dean or maybe even Devin Lloyd. Uh, really incredible here. Just um, like this is hard for me right now because I would certainly take Devin Lloyd. My second choice would be Kenyon Green. But with the news coming out lately, with Quay Walker visiting the Jaguars, with his measurables, and Trent Bulky loves measurables, loves the athleticism. We've seen that time and time again. Yeah, I'm going to put Quay Walker on the board. Just the stars are seeming to align here. Too much. Not the pick I would make there. I have Quay Walker as a late second rounder, an eventual starter. But you pair him with Foye Aluakun. You have really great athleticism at the linebacker position. You have length. You have guys that can fill multiple roles, do a lot of different things. So I would not slam the Jaguars for that pick, but gosh, passing on Kenyon Green, Devin Lloyd, and N'Kobe Dean. 
for a guy who is not as far along in his development arc as Quay as those three guys with Quay Walker. It's not something I would do, but it kind of reminds me of the Tyson Campbell pick, right? Um, super athlete Tyson Campbell was. They took him at 33 last year. They could go back to the well at Georgia. So what do we got here? The Ravens have offered pick 45 for 65 and 106. We're going to pass on that. I do think the Jaguars are going to get aggressive at some point to trade up and get their guy, but I don't think this is where it happens. So we're waiting on 65. Christian Watson's off the board. Sky Moore's off the board. George Pickens is off the board. Dylan Parham comes off the the board, who the Jaguars met with on Thursday, the 14th. Interior offensive lineman out of Memphis. We are not going to trade back here. We need to get our guy at 65 and 70, in my opinion. Um, And I think the Jaguars will feel that way as well. think where they might get aggressive is the back end of the third round or the fourth round or even the fifth round to move up and go get somebody they really value strongly. But I don't think they want to give up any of those uh, top four picks in the top 70. So we've got Travis Jones, who is an unbelievable just bull in the interior of the defensive line. Um, that's crazy. Dylan Parham, I think, would have probably been the pick for them at 65 if he would have lasted. Parham's very athletic, used to be a linebacker, used to play tight end as well. Um, in his high school days, he lacks strength, in my opinion, but strength is not a critical component of the outside zone rushing attack. Um, And he played guard and tackle at Memphis, but he projects at 6'2", 3'11", and with his movement skills and his overall profile, he projects better at center. Just thought I'd give you all a little info on Parham there because the Jaguars did, uh, did meet with him on Thursday. But back to the task at hand, selecting at 65. The Jaguars got their linebacker to pair with Aluokun. They got their edge to pair with Josh Allen. And now when you look at that edge group with Josh Allen, Aiden Hutchinson, Arden Key, and Dewan Smoot, that could be a fearsome bunch. Travis Jones, like I said, just a bull in the middle. Absolute wrecking ball. uh, Has good, good athleticism for his size. I think he makes sense for the Jaguars, but do I think that they need an IDL at this spot? Do they value an IDL at this spot? I don't know. I mean, they went and got Foley Fatukasi. They have Roy Robertson Harris. They have Malcolm Brown. They have Devon Hamilton, J2 Fele. I mean, where does a Travis Jones or anyone else fit in at this point? Hamilton and, and Tufele are both very young. Guys, um, RRH is still in his prime. Foley Fatukasi is entering his prime. I don't think they're going to take an interior defensive lineman here. I really don't see that happening. And with two picks on the defensive side of the ball, 
I think the Jaguars, Doug Peterson especially, is going to want to add a offensive uh, offensive piece here, whether that's a wide receiver, which I think is possible, or an offensive lineman, interior OL. Cole Strange, I think, really fits what the Jaguars want to do. I think Cam Jurgens does as well. Both could be center prospects. Alec Lindstrom as well. I think Luke Fortner should probably end up going in this range, even though he's a little bit lower on TDN's board. Ed Ingram, I think, could play guard in this system. Darian Kennard is more of a fit in a um, in a gap scheme, in my opinion. He played tackle for Kentucky. He's a, just a big mountain of a man. Not a great athlete, but very nasty, very physical. Good length. A lot of these guys make sense for the Jaguars here, but because so many guys fit in to what the Jaguars could be looking for, the interior of the offensive line right here, I think they hold off and they're going to attack a different position. I keep coming back to this. Trey McBride, when he falls to 65, it is really hard for me to not see the Jaguars liking that value. He's a tight end who can line up in line. He can line up in the slot. He can line up at H-back. He can block. He is a a very good route runner and technician. He has excellent ball skills at the catch point. He is accustomed to being a featured offensive playmaker. He pretty much was Colorado State's offense. Uh, He looked really good at the combine. He didn't do any of the athletic testing, but in the uh, pass catching drills, just Certainly the most fluid, and even in the sled drills, just blowing that sled up where you see other guys just kind of struggling to to get it moving at all. The Jaguars hosted McBride for a top 30 visit. All three of their, their top three tight ends are on expiring contracts in 2022. When you look at Arnold, when you look at Evan Ingram and Chris Manhurts, They get younger, they get more talented, they build for the future, and now. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. I'm going to go ahead and add Trey McBride, who I have as an early second round pick. I've I've put Trey McBride to the Jaguars a lot, but Doug Peterson has an affinity for using multiple tight ends. Uh, and Trey McBride kind of passes all the athletic testing, the eye test on film uh, for Trent Baalke to, to be on board with. You talk about value. I think he is a great value at 65 overall. Now, are there some other places the Jaguars could go here? Absolutely. Kirby Joseph. Uh, we talked about him yesterday, seven turnovers forced in his lone season starting for Illinois at safety. He has length, he has explosiveness, he has upward traje- trajectory being an inexperienced player. Uh, five interceptions in 2021 for Kirby Joseph. I think he could be in play here. I think John Mechie could be in play who met with the team. 
that might, I mean, that might be the value right there when you think about what Trent Balky's thinking. When you think about what Doug Peterson's thinking, Peterson's going to want offensive playmakers for Trevor Lawrence. Balky is going to want to add players that he has a higher grade on than where he's picking. Uh, John Mechie is coming off the ACL, but he's an elite route runner. He says he will be ready in June to play football. Um, I think, I mean, I had a mid two on him prior to his injury. Now I have an early third. So this makes sense in my mind. I think it would really make sense for Trent Baalke. But I think the best player on the board is Trey McBride. I think with the Jaguars uh, needing tight ends of the future, with, with Doug Peterson loving the tight end position, I think Trey McBride comes off the board here, and that's a Doug Peterson selection all the way. Are we desperate enough to move up three spots to give up a seventh-round pick? I don't think it makes a ton of sense. There's still a lot of guys on the board for the Jaguars that um, fit their their system. John Mechie is at the top of the TDN board here. Do you want to add two offensive weapons in a row? Does Trent Baalke want to do that in the third round here? Certainly could. I would not be surprised if this is an offensive weapon. I would not be surprised if this is a lineman. You've still got Ed Ingram, Cole Strange, Cam Jurgens, Alec Lindstrom. All these guys are still there. Luke Fortner. With there being so many of these quality interior offensive linemen left on the board, they might wait. Wide receiver, you've still got John Mechie, who makes sense. Jalen Tolbert, I mean, this is a guy who could be a legit starting receiver, but his hands, I think he's dropped about 15% of his career targets, which is a concern. Calvin Austin is tiny. He's going to be an offensive weapon slash slot. I think you have that covered here. Kyle Phillips is also going to be a slot receiver. A pure slot, though, not really that offensive weapon type of guy. Love Kyle Phillips, though. Wandale Robinson, another tiny offensive weapon type of guy. Khalil Shakir Shakir is going to be a, a slot. Alec Pierce has that potential to be an X. He can certainly stretch the field vertically. He can go up and get the ball at the catch point. Six foot um, three, maybe six four. He ran a 4-4-40 and he leaped 40 inches. So that, that just confirms what you know about him. I have a hard time thinking that both Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke would not value John Mechie here. Again, he says he's going to be ready in June. Training camp does not kick off until mid-July. Preseason is in August, regular season in September. If his timeline is accurate, if the Jaguars believe, the Jaguars medical staff agrees with this, uh, with his ability to be ready, I think they'll, they'll pull the trigger on it and add John Mechie 
and Trey McBride in the third round. I personally don't believe Trey McBride is going to last till the third round, but this is this is not what I believe in terms of my prediction for the rest of the league. This is what I think the Jaguars will do if the draft goes the way this TDN mock draft machine is having it go. Trade fourth and a fifth for 81. I don't think that we're desperate enough to do that right now. Fourth and a sixth for 88. I still don't think the Jaguars would do that. Yeah, they're they're really trying to get us here with these trades, but uh, I don't think the Jaguars are budging right now. There's too many quality players left on the board, and they're going to get control of day three with the top pick in the fourth round, as they did last year when they selected J2 Fele. I do not believe Greg Dulcich will be available in the fourth round. Um, Certainly not. So, yeah, Kirby Joseph went off the board in the third. Not surprising there. Um, we've now added two offensive players, two defensive players. Our, our interior offensive lineman group has shrunk, unsurprisingly. Cam Jurgens went to L.A. Cole Strange, where'd you go? Might have passed him. Yep, I did. Miami at 102. So I think Alec Lindstrom makes a lot of sense. The Jaguars were at his pro day. Phil Rauscher was there. Um, Of course, Zion Johnson is also (laughs) a likely first-round pick who, who also played for Boston College. So they could have been there more for that. But they were probably there for both of them, to be completely honest. Lindstrom is a developmental center prospect. Uh, NFL bloodlines, I think he's going to end up being a starter in the league. But we're just going to take a peek here at what else is going on. Yeah. I think... um, I think Alec Lindstrom makes sense. I think Luke Fortner makes sense. Who tested better? Because Trent Balky loves some testing here. All right. He loves length. So Luke Fortner did not test as a very good athlete even though I think he has plenty of functional athleticism to play center or guard at the next level. Alec Lindstrom, he looked, he tested uh, fairly explosively and pretty quick. That's two good signs. Arms are a little short, but that's not as much of a concern at center. Pretty good athlete.
I think they take Alec Lindstrom, who has the NFL bloodlines here. Unless there's someone else who just has way too much value, which I'm not seeing on the board right now. I mean, Dulcich, obviously, but the Jaguars are now loaded at tight end after taking Trey McBride. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and put Alec Lindstrom on the board. Now, this is the area where I think the Jaguars could get aggressive if there's a guy they really like, really kind of regardless of position. Got the Packers coming up. Go ahead and offer them a trade here. See what we can get. Fifth and a sixth for a late fourth. It's reasonable value. Have I said value enough for you guys today? Oh, and the draft got messed up there. But Kobe Bryant, I think, makes a ton of sense for the Jaguars. They have three quality corners in Tyson Campbell, Shaquille Griffin, and Darius Williams. They also have Trey Herndon. Um, They also have Xavier Howard, I believe is his name, that they signed from Chicago. But Kobe Bryant is just too good to be available at the bottom of the fourth round. Uh, He was one of the best. I mean, he was voted the best cornerback in the country in 2021, a part of a Cincinnati defense that helped guide them to the college football playoff. Uh, Very technically sound. I think he makes sense in his own scheme, which is what the Jaguars are going to run most often. Uh, with with Mike Caldwell coming from that Todd Bowles coaching tree. I think that that's perfect. I think they, that TDN nailed that for us. All right, we're going to resume the draft, and it's going to pick up and go slow again for us, so we'll be able to make our next pick. All right. Yeah, I don't know why sometimes the TDN mock draft machine glitches. It's pretty unfortunate. But it worked out this time. Okay, so what do we have here? I think the Jaguars could still use a running back uh, as you're waiting on James Robinson to get fully healthy. Um Travis Etienne should be good to go for training camp, but again, he's coming off of a major injury himself. That Liz Frank, same injury as Derek Stingley. Uh, Tyler Algier, Ty Chandler, these guys make a lot of sense. There's so many good running backs in this class left, in my mind. Not guys that are necessarily going to come in and be full-time starters, but Certainly players that are going to make an impact at the next level. So maybe we hold off on running back because of the depth we've got there. 
JT Woods is interesting. He is a traits guy. Out of Baylor, the safety, and the Jaguars have not addressed safety yet in this class. Okay, so JT Woods, 97th percentile in the 40-yard dash, 436. 92nd percentile in the vert, 40 inches. The broad jump, 128 inches, is 88th percentile. He has great height. He has a nice wingspan, arm length, but he is undersized in terms of his weight. He's only 195 pounds. Is this a guy the Jaguars could draft and develop? His closest mock draftable comparison is Lewis Seen. So if you talk about taking Lewis Seen at, at the bottom of the first round versus JT Woods, well into round six. Yeah, they're not the same player. Lewis Seen is way more advanced. But you can draft and develop this guy. Uh, he doesn't need to start this year. You probably have Rayshon Jenkins and Andre Sisco in your starting lineup uh, at safety for, for the first year of the Doug Peterson experience. JT Woods has the potential to develop. Incredible traits. Put them on the board. All right. I think the Jaguars might want to go ahead and get their running back of choice here. Tyrion Davis Price is a is a guy they hosted. Um, the rest of the running backs available, I do not believe the Jaguars have met with. Tyrion Davis price is so interesting to me because he just he he's not a very explosive athlete. He does have straight line build up speed. Um, you've seen him outrun people to the end zone at times. He has some power. He has some contact balance. He has met with the Jaguars, which is obviously, look, they're not going to draft everyone that they meet with. They are going to draft some players that they did not meet with in terms of having a pre-draft top 30 visit. But, yeah, I mean, I'd be looking at Ty Chandler here. I think he's going to be electric at the next level. Kind of a James, or not James Robinson, James Cook type runner. Similar profile there, but much cheaper. But I think Tyrion Davis Price makes sense for the Jaguars. They like the fact that he catches everything thrown to him. He can run block. He is a quality downhill uh, one-cut type runner who has a little bit of creativity, not much, um, but it, it does pop up at times. We'll put Tyrion Davis Price, who the Jaguars met with on a top 30 visit. All right, winding down here. Uh, there are not kickers available in the mock draft machine, but we'll go ahead and put Matt Areza as a placeholder for insert whatever kicker you want to come in and compete with Matt Wright, to compete with Ryan Santoso, 
Um, I think it'd be Cade York would be the top guy here. Did I really just see Darian Kendrick? What is happening to him? Goodness. All right. We have OT listed as a need, but I really don't see that considering Cam Robinson, considering Walker Little. Um, I think the Jaguars want to keep Cam Robinson around long-term, so I think they they will end up doing that. Whether it be signing him to a long-term deal before the July 15th deadline or working out one uh, after the season. Big fan of Damarian Williams. I think wide receiver could be a target late for the Jags. Go get a guy with traits. Slade Bolden, I think, could be a quality slot receiver at the next level. Excellent route runner. A lot of the guys I think they would target are not available anymore at wide receiver. Is our guy Malcolm Rodriguez available or is he off the board? I do not see him. And I don't think he'll be available um, during the actual draft either. So that's reasonable at this point. Um, Not a lot popping off here to me. Michael Clemens, this is a value pick right here. This is a Trent Baalke pick. He is big. He is strong. He is athletic. I think he could definitely set the edge for you at the very least. He's had some off-field and just personality questions. Other than that, I think this is a, a quality player. I think probably just based on talent and physical ability, probably a day two guy, maybe early day three. But uh, yeah, makes too much sense. All right. We have added to a lot of different rooms here. We've got multiple edge prospects coming in. We've got a corner, a safety, a running back, interior offensive lineman. Alec Lindstrom, he'll be a center. You've got two pass catchers, a linebacker. What do you need here? A kicker. Offensive tackle could be in play late. 
if there's a guy that they feel they can draft and develop, maybe someone that's a bit raw. Not really having anybody pop off the screen to me here. All these top guys are corners and wide receivers. And that's not surprising at the bottom of the draft. Those are two of the deepest positions that there are here. I'm a huge fan of Damari and Williams, but um, I'm not sure he's going to be their ideal fit. He might be, but he's short, very short. Get some length with Isaac Taylor Stewart. I'll go with Damarian Williams, who I'm comfortable with here. Um, He's a guy that's feisty. I think he can play zone coverage all day. That'll do it. That is the Jaguars 2022 NFL draft. We've got 13 days left here until this thing actually kicks off. But we added Aiden Hutchinson, who's going to come in and pair well with Josh Allen. I think this is the direction the Jaguars are going to go. Again, these picks are not necessarily what I would do, what I think the team would do given the situation presented in the TDN mock draft machine. Quay Walker at 33, all all the stars are pointing to that. If he falls out of the first round, It looks like the Jaguars would very likely scoop him up at 33. You pair him with Boye Aluokun, and you have one of the most athletic groups of linebackers there with your your top two uh, in the NFL. Then you've got Trey McBride, who is a Doug Peterson pick all the way for me. Uh, Just too talented to be available in the third round. Doug Peterson loves the two tight end sets, loves to use multiple tight ends in various ways. Trey McBride is versatile. He can line up in line. He can line up in the slot, uh, in the backfield, do a lot of different things for you. And that just, that screams Doug Peterson to me. John Mechie, uh, I, I think, works for both Peterson and Balky. Balky loves the value of John Mechie, who probably would have been an early second round pick had he not sustained his injury. Um, so you've got that working. And then, of course, Doug Peterson's always going to want add guys that can run routes, get open, and make Trevor Lawrence's life easier. Alec Lindstrom, the Jaguars, were at his pro day. They worked with him. Um, NFL bloodlines. And a guy who has enough athleticism to become a a starting center long-term. Kobe Bryant, too good of a value. The Jaguars are pretty good at cornerback. But long-term, you could look at them and say Darius Williams is only under two deer two-year deal. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, uh, they have an out after, I believe, 2022 or 2023. Not saying they should want to move on from him, but just setting themselves up for the future uh, to handle the cap situation long-term. Kobe Bryant is is an excellent zone corner, and he should not be available at 140 overall. JT Woods, just an athletic marvel. Very, very good athlete, great length, great speed, explosiveness, quickness, you name it. He's got it. Developmental safety that could potentially take uh, 
could potentially take Rayshon Jenkins's role in the starting lineup long term or just develop into a role player and contributor for you. Uh, Tyrion Davis Price. Jaguars hosted him on a top 30 visit. He is a no-nonsense downhill runner. He can protect the passer. He can catch passes out of the backfield. Very good hands. Makes sense at 188. Matt Areza is not Matt Areza. That's Cade York out of LSU, the kicker. I think the Jaguars want to bring in a kicker either late in the draft or undrafted free agency to compete. Michael Clemens, this is another value pick. Uh, he's much more talented than this draft selection would indicate. That falls in line with what Trent Balky likes. Um, Dewan Smoot is on the final year of his deal. Arden Key is on a one-year deal. Michael Clements could come in and develop and potentially take over one of their roles in 2023. And then Damarian Williams, again, you don't necessarily need a cornerback here, but he should be able to fill a slot role for you long-term and uh, be a quality contributor on special teams. So that's how I see it playing out for the Jaguars there uh, in the TDN mock draft machine. Probably some of those guys won't fall to those positions, but there will be other guys that you wouldn't expect to fall that will. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, probably going to get in another predictive mock prior to April 28th, the day of the first round. Again, that kicks off 8 p.m. from Las Vegas on Thursday, April 28th. And we'll also do a what I would do mock draft at some point prior to that. But I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. This has run a lot longer than I expected, but I kind of wanted to go in-depth with each thought process, uh, try to get into the mind of Trent Baalke, of Doug Peterson, and, and the Jaguars staff here. Really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Check genjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis and Duval gear. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, please leave us a review there too. Have a great one, Duval. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money.